Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Predetermined, a pro wrestling hangout. I'm your host, Garrett Callender, and with me, as always, a man who I can touch again for the second time in the history of this podcast, because he is right next to me. We're in the same room, Derek Alpin. This is a podcast, so they can't see what you just did, but you did just stroke my face. Yes, it was sensual. After what we saw last night, I need some sensual... Yeah, we need some love. Some, some affection. Yeah, we, uh, today is, today's a special day. It is a special day, for a couple of reasons. One, we wa- we witnessed a fucking murder last night. Uh, you're gonna have to wait till after the music to find out if that's true. Uh, but also, why else, Derek? All in tickets go on sale in just a couple hours. Yes, and those are the only two reasons today's special. Yeah, not because we have our first guest ever in the history of this podcast, Metal Dave. What's up, predetermined listeners? It's Metal Dave here. God, that was a good voice. Yeah. I can already tell, like, that voice is getting somebody hard This right is now. your podcast now. Yeah, you just took over. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. You know, makes sense as far as a run-in. Do some heel shit. <laughs> I think they're going to love you. Give me a chair. <laughs> oh, my God. After last night, get me some fucking razor blades. <laughs> some CDRs, please. You know what else you could get me? What do you want? My goddamn music. Hit it. Jesus Christ, guys. So, for a long time, I've been saying, like, some of the stuff we're going to, I've been saying, we're going to this so you don't have to. And I feel like a lot of the stuff we've been going to, people have been like, I would have loved to have gone to that. I, I, I think you're wrong. I think you're just being an asshole and going to things that I would actually like to be at. Last night, we truly went to something that I don't think many of you would love to be at. Yeah, I don't think too many people are going to envy the shit that we saw last night, but I'm sure a few of our listeners actually are into that, so keep yeah. that in mind as we're going over what happened at that show last night. There yeah. may be a few people who like seeing 50 billion light tubes get destroyed just a few feet away from them. I, I mean, I should say, the reason we went to this show is I received... We were coming up, or I was driving up to Chicago for the Ring of Honor, uh, our, or the Ring of Honor New Japan War of the World show that is in a few hours. So we're, we still haven't gone to that yet. But I got a text from Metal Dave saying, GCW is doing a show the night before. It's a death match. We got front row. You should go. And I did. It did. Um, I will say at this point, everything that happened to us last night I will take responsibility for. <laughs> this is my fault. <laughs> and we reminded you throughout the show. Oh, it was re- relentlessly so. Um, I always loved CCW's Tournament of Death. Necrobutcher and Sick Nick Mondo were always like favorites of mine to watch. I expected part of what we were going to see. I didn't expect this. This was, this was a little beyond um, what I was anticipating. I, I will say this, because uh, you did bring up a name. You brought up Necrobutcher. Uh, every week I tell people, rate, review, subscribe, rate, review, subscribe, rate, review, subscribe. Write that review. We want those five-star reviews. Well, somebody gave it a listen and thought, this deserves a one-star review because I'm a huge Necro Butcher fan and you didn't say kind things about him. So, Mr. One Star, eat my dick. 
Metal Dave loves him and he's here. Hey, we love Necro Butcher now and you're not even listening. I Mr. thought you were going to flat out accuse Dave was the guy who gave us the one star review. <laughs> oh my God, was that you? That it was, was not me. It was not me. That would have been a total heel move to do. Although I was wearing the Choose Death shirt yesterday, so was it? Oh, you piece of shit. Like, the review was left from uh, Necro Butcher's <laughs> Left Nut. That was the, uh, the title of the person who left that. Sounds like Dave. And he just said, you disrespected Papa Necro... Uh, one, one star. star. <laughs> and I'll be honest, I've never. I'm not even mad about that. I, uh, you know, if you if we disrespect your favorite wrestler and your favorite wrestler, we should probably own that. Yeah, just you know, hey, different ice cream, man, different yeah. flavors, and that flavor, fucking blood. I feel like that's gonna be a theme today, which is that there's different styles of wrestling for everybody. Uh, last night was a lot of shit that's not my cup of tea. Um, I thought we were there, Dave, because that was your cup of tea, and then I find out like. 15 seconds before the show starts that you've never been to one of those before. I've actually never truly been to a deathmatch show. I was really excited a couple years ago into Atomic Dreamer's House of Hardcore. I thought we were getting some of that. Pretty much everything I've seen has been online because, you know, it's the Midwest. It's like New Jersey has that market cornered. So that was a new experience for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so so when My Chemical Romance, uh, you know, a few years back, we're selling those uh, New Jersey murder scene shirts, it, it makes more sense now. Uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> knowing what we know now and speaking to the people from New Jersey there. Yes. It's, it's just a bloodbath and thumbtacks everywhere in New Jersey. I've never been there. Prove me wrong. Holy shit. Next year, mania is in New Jersey. So that means GCW is going to have like a balls out, like hometown show. Oh. And you know, for the finale, we're bringing Gigi Allen back from the dead to <laughs> shit in your mouth and slit your throat. <laughs> uh, that's what last night felt like. It really did. Like, uh, I don't want to say that every wrestler looked... Okay, going into it, I kind of thought, I bet every wrestler is going to look like Gigi Allen, and I bet everybody in the crowd is going to look like Gigi Allen. Not entirely wrong. Well, I, I want to cut in real quick. We released a couple videos yesterday of us on our way to the show. Oh, yeah, let's start from the beginning yeah, I, on this. Not everybody listening to this podcast right now probably knows that... Garrett and I really had no idea the level of shit that we were getting into yesterday. And specifically me, I had no fucking clue. And so it was a couple hours before the show started. We pulled up a best of 2017 GCW video on YouTube and holy shit. There was this, this, the mood changed dramatically. Once we saw people getting punctured with things and it hanging from their flesh and uh, then I realized, oh, wait, this is what I'm being exposed to. And the guy who's taking me didn't know that it was going to be this bad. Oh, it was like whatever I had in my head that this was going to be like, what's funny is when we were going, I think the worst thing I thought was, man, I'm just not a big fan of unprotected headshots with a chair. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> How naive. <laughs> How fucking dumb was I, Dave? Two hours in, you're begging for unprotected like, headshots. Get hit in the head. A concussion is fine. Like, when I was 13, I saw that all the time during the Attitude Era. What now? Oh, I'll Jeez. tell you what now. Okay, so first off, a couple hours before we're starting to head to this place, which it was in Villa Park. Villa Park. Villa yeah. Park. A tweet goes out from GCW saying. Just so you know, GPS is taking everybody to the wrong place. <laughs> Put in the name of this fucking store. Whatever the... What was the store? It was Foreman Mills. It's like a discount retail outlet. Would be the best way to put it. For, 
indeed, it's important to also note at this point, it is right next door to the five-star flea market. Woo! <laughs> it, Jesus Christ. Okay, so they put up a picture of this Foreman Mills, which is just, you know, like an outlet clothing store. But they're like, don't go in there. Drive around back. And then it showed like a picture of a like a doorway that was kind of in an alleyway between two buildings. It's where you would expect people who are working somewhere to go outside for a smoke break. It's where you buy weed. Yeah. Like it's like where it's like I'll meet you behind the Foreman Mills. You got the stuff, and the guy actually is bringing you meth. And which is not <laughs> like, too far off from what actually happened. I bought meth last night. <laughs> <laughs> So we pull up. We're like, where the fuck are we? As we're driving by, we see a sign that was made with a Sharpie that's like, wrestling this way. <laughs> and then as I start to see people who look more like Gigi Allen, uh, you know, then we're, we're there. We're, we've, we've arrived. And already, I have a lot of anxiety about cutting a line. Uh, Dave and his friends were already in line. And this was a line I wasn't comfortable cutting. Nah, what I can say as far as like people, as far as line, even when we're in there, uh, somebody's already smoking inside. Nobody's stopping him. Love that. Love that. Like when I see cigarettes being smoked indoors, Don't I'm like, this fuck. is that's what kind of party we're about to go in on. <laughs> um, so many people are wearing the murder death kill shirts. Uh, we had to point out as far as because uh, our friend Greg, who was there, had never heard of a wrestler named Schlack. Had heard of that. It's like, what the fuck is a Schlack? It's like, it's that horrible looking person on the... Uh, and the picture of the shirt of the woman behind you. And he just immediately went inside. So we're, we're in there. And by the time called, then the, uh, the party bus shows up. Motherfuck. Okay. Gotta go ahead and say, like, when you're going into a, a murder show, that's what I'm going to call this. This was just fucking murder, what I watched these guys do to each other. As we go on, later we're going to have a debate about whether or not this is even pro wrestling. I will, I think I'm going to have to argue with Derek that it technically is because I did see a German suplex. It did result in a man's spleen falling out of his body, but you know, a move is a move. Uh, where, where the fuck was I going? Oh, party bus. This is a dry show. No alcohol is sold here. That means these crazy motherfuckers that are going to watch these guys cut each other's bodies up are doing it sober. That was kind of a, well, we did, our part of our crew did sneak in a couple beers there while we were in line yes. to get a little, little bit of a buzz, which I'm and sure your, helped. Your buddy Greg needed it. Oh, Greg was not having a, he was not having it. He, there were several times in line, he just grabbed me, he's like, please take me on the bus. I don't want to go by myself. I, okay, I will have to say your buddy Greg made the night for me. He was fucking hilarious, man. Like, he may have been the star of that crew. Yeah, like if this were a buddy comedy, he is the guy that is the reasonable one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I just remember when you said that guy's name was Schlack. He's just like, fucking Schlack! <laughs> fucking Schlack! What does that say about what kind of show this is? When a character got a name called... So, uh, Fuck, man. Dave, uh, Greg is your friend. Why don't you tell us what happened to Dave or to uh, Greg when he went on the party bus to get a beer? This so, is an important story. So the first time Greg is desperately needing beer, we want to hold our place in line. It's like, okay, you have to go by yourself. So he tail between his legs, like a whoop puppy walks off to this horrible looking bus, um, gets on there. He comes back within five minutes. He's clutching a beer with both hands. It's like they're, they talked to me. It's like, 
distraught. Like he he looked like he just talked to strangers. Like he his parents told him not to, and he did. He needed to run away from these people and call an adult. <laughs> so he came to us. So he informs us of a man there uh, who is regaling him unwarranted with a story. He's from Denver. His wife thinks he's still in Denver. And he's here at this show in Chicago because he's hoping that this will result in him getting a divorce. He's actively seeking a divorce by lying to his wife, going from Denver to Chicago to go watch some deathmatch wrestling in the back of a Foreman Mills in Villa Park, Illinois. And he's wearing a Hawaiian shirt, too. This is an important detail. When you guys described this man to me, I was picturing, like, an older man, like, just down on his luck, probably... uh, Probably a pockmarked face, uh, heavy bags under the eyes. This guy looked like he was having the fucking time of his life. The, like, divorce was a party, and he was celebrating with murder. <laughs> <laughs> he was jazzed when I saw him, uh, when Greg got me back on the bus, which also smelled of illegal things. Greg can't smell, so he couldn't, he couldn't give us that detail. But yeah, he was very excited for people to be on the bus. Like, come hang out. It's like, give us beer. We need to go. I'll, t- I'll take my booze to go, please. <laughs> while, I go late, while I go wait in the scary line. So, okay, when you say the scary line, they, okay, I believe the advertisement for this show, uh, the show was GCW Untouchable. Untouchables, the Untouchables. Yeah, the yes. Untouchables. Uh, 18 and up. I think it said a hard 18 and up. Probably a good 30 and up should have been there. Like, this is something you've got to really have some life experience. I don't think age is reflective of, of, like, what kind of person should be in there. They should do, like, tests on the brain to see if you can handle what you're about to see. Yeah, I need to go through some Daniel Bryan tests right now to see if I'm still, like, capable of going into work on Monday. (laughs) There were dreams and aspirations that I had that are gone forever because I can't see a world of joy anymore. (laughs) Do you remember that Nicolas Cage movie, (laughs) 8mm? It's a a movie about Nicolas Cage trying to solve some snuff film mysteries. (laughs) At one point, Nicolas Cage says, there's some things when you see, you can't unsee. Uh, Nick Cage was in my, my brain and my heart last night. <laughs> so, so, oh, the people in front of us. Yeah, I should say they were probably 10 years old. Two 10-year-olds in front of us in this fucking murder line while people are smoking cigs. And were there any objections to this? Uh, I mean, from me. Like, but I'm not a parent, so who the fuck am I to say? I'm saying from the promoter. Oh, the promoter didn't even check my tickets. I didn't get pat down. This okay. Just wave people right in. Everyone had knives, probably. This bad scene. When you go to a PWG show in California, you basically get fucking cavity searched. They have a guy who they ended up getting rid of this dude who did the pat downs there because he was basically like he wasn't just grabbing your dick. He was inside of it. Like he goes inside of the foreskin a little bit and runs <laughs> around just to make sure you're not hiding some cocaine residue in there. Uh, this this show is like, bring a weapon. You need a knife to be here. I, I got the feeling that you could have walked up there with your phone on the wrong screen, and you could have said, oh, I'm just having issues opening the app, but I'm, and he would have waved you in. I could have showed him some fucking Taylor Swift tickets, and I would have been inside that <laughs> <Yeah>. place. <laughs> the more the merrier. But uh, we got front row, because we're goddamn crazy. And I, I I'm happy we did it. I'm happy we did it. I, when we sat down and saw only two sides of a four-sided ring, obviously, <laughs> have barricades, 
uh, we did not receive that luxury. And honestly, I don't know that it was truly a luxury. It seemed like it was, uh, it was more of a nightmare. No, that barricade was solely there for people to do spots upon right. and to move into your lap. Oh, yeah, that was a violence barrier. It would and, have been a liability because we would have had to not only worry about all the glass and all the various shit being thrown around the room, but we would have had to worry about the barrier getting kicked into our knees. I don't want to get shinned. <laughs> I don't wanna... <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I mean, how would you describe this room? Like, the whole night, I feel like I asked you like seven or eight times, where the fuck are we? <laughs> From what I've been told about this room, um, so let's just start in describing the room for you. It is a very dark um tile floored banquet hall if on the ceiling there was one fluorescent light tube fixture it looked like there was film all over everything that might also be the show that we were at and the mindset we were in um <laughs> it was, it, the room was actually well lit my brain just made me feel like i was living in a fucking tim burton movie <laughs> when, when i when i look back on it now it's a murder basement in a fucking john carpenter film I do. that's where we were <laughs> well, well they had <laughs> They had they had post-it notes on the seats for reserved spots. They some of them had names on them, some didn't. It just said front row reserved. But I remember when we were walking around trying to find out where we were going to sit. I did have in the back of my mind, well, where do I want to die tonight? <laughs> <laughs> like thinking like this is going to be the last decision I get to make tonight. Do I want to be uh, surrounded by by my family? You know, in a nice comfy room. No, I want to be where that dude cut off his foot and saw next to Greg screaming. <laughs> <laughs> it did feel that way, though. It felt like a room that Jigsaw would use to fucking put on some elaborate trip. Maybe that's what happened last yeah. night. I, I'm, uh, it truly felt like it. I'm a different man. What I've been told is they, uh, they do weddings there. Oh, my God. I would love to show somebody a video of what I saw last night. Just, yes, just hey, you notice the uh, bloody handprints on the ceiling? You really we might be getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> the only reason those two fluorescent light tubes that were actually on weren't used is they were too high up to reach, yes. and there were no ladders at the show. Surprisingly, yes. Yeah, yeah that was the yeah. only weapon we didn't see. <laughs> we all take a moment. Oh, that's so, odd. so where we were sitting, we had a wall behind us. Like, so we had nowhere to run. When we were front row, we were fucking only row. Yeah, like we and we were three feet from the ring. If that, if that. I mean, a there guy, was not a lot of space. Okay, a guy in a corn t-shirt walks up to us before this show starts. Uh, he has a joint behind his ear, and he's like, hey guys, uh, just so you know, you are going to be hit with glass tonight, so it's best if you're not on your phones. Try not to be, like, looking down. You need to be aware of your surroundings. You're going to get, like, you're going to get injured. You're going, and whether that means actually struck with glass or cancer from inhaling the shit from inside <laughs> these tubes. I think it was extra scary for me. You guys were actually on the okay part of the wall. The part that I was on was just glass. Oh, yeah, and the he, entire time I was sitting there thinking, like, if somebody does a spot where they come flying out of the ring over through. there, I'm going to get tackled through a sheet. I'm, I mean, that would be cool as fuck as long as I'm not hurt. Like, I would have some street cred, right? I mean, no one got hurt last night because wrestling's fake, right? I got, I got a little yeah. nick on me. Right oh, yeah. Derek's showing us his, his boo-boos. It looks like a fucking, like, <laughs> spider bite. <laughs> Is that like it's these dudes last night? There was a guy that like the only way to describe what his back looked like was picture a normal back, and now add seventeen bleeding vaginas, <laughs> gills. It looked like gills on a fish. It was, a, was secreting blood. It was uh, you know, it was a, it was shape of water up in that place, man. Like uh, 
He he could breathe underwater. Well, one of the jokes you made was that you could tell how much abuse a guy was going to take by when he came out if his back looked like the surface of the moon. <laughs> <laughs> and that was so true. But some guy would come out and you'd be like, well, I know we're going to see some shit here because I can see he's done that before. Okay, let's uh, let's break down this card. Do we have the card in front of us anywhere? No. I'll pull it up. Here we go. So the first match we saw was uh, Nate Webb versus Jimmy Lloyd. Uh, <laughs> I got in the ring for this match. You did. You you just took that opportunity and just dove right in there, which I thought was very brave of you. Well, if I had known what would, had happened in that ring prior, I probably wouldn't have rolled in. <laughs> I wouldn't have gotten my hands all over it. Where I'm, I... You really need to be tested now. Oh, uh, that's not the first time I touched something gross. Just know, by the end of the night, my hands were covered in blood. And I was f- just a huge germaphobe. <laughs> Fucking mortified. The fact that I didn't cry after that is... Uh, like, I had just seen too much at that point. Like, what was a little blood on me? <laughs> yeah, I remember... Well, this was at the end of the night when you were trying to make your, your way back to our seats after they had been unceremoniously moved to create a weapon. Um and I saw you walking back over there like, yeah, I'm going to get back in my seat. And I, you put a hand down on your fucking chair. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? You pull your hand back up and it's just covered in fucking blood. And I just, what were you thinking? Even more horrifying, blood of undetermined origin. <laughs> There's no way to know who that came from. It either came from a guy who had been in prison for seven years for bank robbery or a dude who worshipped Satan. Both of which, these are not wrestling stories, my friend. You don't know that it wasn't <laughs> both. A nice cocktail of everything. Well, I mean, they were getting their each other's blood. Like, they're probably tested, right? I would hope so. Uh, they say they are. <laughs> so before we get into the Nate Webb match uh, and me rolling into the ring, the, the ring announcer goes in and says, first, before we start, we need to ask, is there anyone in this crowd who would call the fucking cops and get this shut down? Cause you need to get the fuck out right now. There's the fucking door. Get the fuck out. And everybody's like, boo, get the fuck out. I don't think anyone left. What would you have done no. if I had left? If you're just like, all right, I'm guys. the guy that calls the cops when shit gets a little too scary. I will call the cops. Uh, that should have been me. I think the fact that no one did means we're all accessories to what happened there. So shame on all of us. Yeah. Well, as we were posting videos throughout the night, my wife is texting me and she says, just curious, if somebody dies, do you go to prison? Is this, are you an accessory to murder because you just sat there and let this happen? <laughs> it's the story of Kitty Genovese. <laughs> the guy just gets stabbed to death with a light tube and we just do nothing. And everyone applauded. <laughs> Just, oh my God. You know what? I think it comes back to this. I am not good at a lot of things. I don't get applause often, so I'll take them wherever I can get. And I think these guys are in the same boat. They're like, I can't do anything that people love enough to get clapped for, so I'm going to kill myself. I get nervous hearing you say that because I I get the idea that you would definitely not say that if they were in the room right now. Yeah, I'm actually, as I say that, I'm like, I can't edit it out now. It's been said. (laughs) Would you feel conf- Would you feel confident looking at Nick Gage and be like, the only reason you do this is because you're not that good at any of, any other activities? Let me go ahead and just say I'm not confident looking at Nick Gage. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, I, I think if Nick Gage spoke to me for more than two minutes, I'd start reflexively giving him all of my money. <laughs> sure, yeah, you, yeah. Like you'd walk out to your car and be like, actually, I, where the fuck are my keys? What did I give him? Everything? Uh, so no one called the cops. First match goes on. 
uh, Nate Webb versus Jimmy Lloyd. Jimmy Lloyd. Jimmy Lloyd. This match lured us into a false sense of security. It did. Um, I, I told Garrett and Derek before the match began, like, I know Jimmy Lloyd from last year's Tournament of Death, where he, like, started to uh, wrestle for CZW. He took the Weed Whacker spot three times in, uh, during that, so I knew Jimmy Lloyd was into some, some sick things. But this match was very tame as like, far as for a hardcore match. Nate Webb, maybe even the No Way Jose of GCW, uh, came out to Teenage Dirtbag by Weedus, got everyone dancing, had a conga line going, invited everyone in the ring. That's why I rolled in, gave him a hug before the match started. Uh, maybe the most baby-faced dude there. Oh, yeah. As far as deathmatch goes, like, this guy is just a sweet, kind face. I just want to go on record and note the moment that you compared a guy at GCW to No Way Jose. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not, like, no. What's funny is you can look up some old, uh, uh, Nate Webb? Nate Webb. Yeah, uh, you can look up some old Nate Webb videos and just be like, holy shit, this dude's covered in blood and all fucked up. This, like, this is, okay, as it starts, we saw one chair shot to the head, and I was like, ugh, this ugh. is gonna be rough. I don't like those unprotected uh, head shots. <laughs> I don't know if I can handle that anymore. Oh, what was to come? So the, uh, so Jimmy Lloyd and Nate Webb. And uh, Nate Webb goes over, gets Jimmy Lloyd to dance. They they do some thanks for coming, everybody. They would do some promos. Then we move on to uh, to the next hor like the beginning of the horror show, the next match. Uh, let's see. So the kickoff show was pretty tame. Here, I'm gonna oh. hand you this. Do you remember? <laughs> Very who tame. Next? We saw an unprotected chair shot, and there was a lawn dart to a chair and a brain buster onto an open chair. Which all of those things, if I was describing out of context, would sound horrifying to the normal wrestling fan. <laughs> Um, but this is not a normal wrestling experience. So then we moved into uh, Miedo Extremo versus Alex Colon. Alex Colon, any relation to I, the? I am. I don't know. I'm not sure on that. We'd. I would be curious to look that up, just because famous wrestling last name. You would assume if you grab right, that name, if you're using like, it. Yeah. Um, okay. This is where we're gonna run into a little trouble describing all these these matches. Because they all sort of run together in that we saw really, really horrific shit one after another. So let's just go ahead and set the scene for you. Um, Nate Webb and Jimmy Lloyd leave the, the ring. And then all of the ring attend roadies, we'll call them roadies. Roadies seems appropriate. Um, that are PAs. <laughs> PAs, <It> death is... <laughs> merchants. Um, they start setting up light tubes. Bundles of light tubes or just stacks of spare tubes in strategic locations around the ring. And a what I can only describe as a fervor begins to grow in the crowd. The more light tubes come out, the more you use people like, yeah! And my palms start to get a bit sweaty. <laughs> I Knees weak. We're arms heavy. Mom's spaghetti. Definitely Man, vomit on the sweater. <laughs> it, was, it was me and Greg's vomit. <laughs> it, it was... I'm at a loss for words with some of this. Like, I know looking, going to this show, like, when you're looking at these other people's faces around the crowd, everyone has seen this before. They all came prepared with uh, safety glasses. They had face masks on to not breathe in the, the fucking mercury that's going into our throats. And this was just commonplace. Like, everything that was happening was just like, you know, tomorrow's Mother's Day. We're going to go out to, we're going to go get some meatloaf with mom. And uh, I'm sitting there shrieking. <laughs> like, if you get this DVD and you hear somebody, I'm going to back away from the mic. And it sounds like this. Ah! 
That's but you would follow it up immediately with laughter. It was like you were embarrassed that your reflex was the scream, and they were like, oh, oh, but it's funny. So all the videos we posted uh, about from the event got pretty much overwhelmingly negative feedback. Uh, so people, we're going to run with that. So people not enjoying what I posted. <laughs> and I really posted pretty much the tamest shit I got, because some of it I thought was too horrific to share, and I didn't want to lose... <laughs> lose any of you let alone them ban our but, account from twitter but i will say this okay maybe we can start debating the the merits of this i know somebody said they don't like light tubes they think it's lame and that it doesn't look good there was a point when a light tube just rolled out of the ring and when it hit at our feet it fucking exploded and it showed me how easy it is for those to explode so a lot of what's happening like you cannot call it fake. Like, these dudes are fucking each other up with murder weapons. But the light tubes, it's probably the closest thing you can get to a super kick in a death match. I mean, I would say, yeah. Like, there was that moment uh, in the Clone Extremo match uh, where they had, like, the mop handle with all the uh, light tubes wrapped around it. And it's just beautiful arcing overhead smash, and it explodes into this cloud of glass and powder makes a really impressive sound it's like okay we'll applaud for this like once we see the aftermath like we might not be so happy but right now this is really cool it's like you hit a move and there's a firework that happens yes yeah, exactly it makes a really pleasing sound uh it i think it does actually look pretty good it sucks because like if you're sitting front row you just get fucking like there's debris they make it rain on you boy <laughs> like it's uh <laughs> it, and the whole time you're worried is this gonna get in my eye the answer Am I gonna is have yes. to explain to a doctor the reason i don't have vision anymore is because i went to this deathmatch show at the back of a foreman mills derek did say on the way home like if i had been blinded during that i would have never been happy again like i could have <laughs> never been happy knowing the reason i don't have vision is metal dave <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think I, this is important I alluded earlier to the fact that we were blaming you Dave throughout the show anytime something really extreme happened fuck you Dave both of us would just scream god damn it Dave <laughs> fuck you why the fuck are we here I wish I had I wish we had a mic rolling on Greg oh yes <laughs> like I'm trying to think if I had the best of Greg just to play in the middle of this. Like, I would listen to that before bed every night just so I have sweet dreams. Like, him just being like, what? No! Fuck you, Dave! Fuck you! And he's at the end of the row, so I'm just like, anytime he's like, now this? Whatever. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Is this what you wanted, Dave? Did you get what you want? Is this what you needed? Well, there you go. He's like, I fucking hate you, Dave. Like, okay, where is Greg's level of... Like, wh what does Greg enjoy outside of pro wrestling? Like, is this, like, way out of his wheelhouse? This is very much out of Greg's wheelhouse. He likes he likes pro wrestling. Uh, he likes cooking because he was a classically trained chef. He's very much <laughs> Well, into... he's familiar with knives. He's, <laughs> he's familiar with knives. He's seen some things. He's, he's cut his finger in um, the kitchen. He likes video games, but of, like, the Zelda variety. He's very much <laughs> with the whimsical storytelling. Does he... Greg play Grand Theft Auto? Uh, he did. He didn't much care for it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go ahead and say that should be like a test. Like, have you played GTA? No? Probably shouldn't go to this. <laughs> like, and it's fuck, like, fuck the age limit on, on the sign out front. And then the next question is, do you play GTA? How much of the storyline did you do? Actually, I just, murder, I just murdered people. Oh, oh you're, good. you're good. Hop in. <laughs> front row, bud. <laughs> Oh. Okay, but as far as wrestling, because a lot of these matches were just 
I mean, if you go on and type in GCW, we watched a YouTube video, Best of 2017. I'm putting a warning out there. It is violent. It is gross. You're going to see muscle tissue leaking out of dude's wounds. It's nasty. Go at your own risk on this. But it's just one after another of violence. And I was like, I don't know if this is how it's going to be. It was. (laughs) Something like just kind of every single match, it seemed to be like, because the guys who are doing this, they actually can wrestle. For the most part, there's nobody in there like you would say is like the hack and slash type guy that you might see in some other places. Um, but the the amount of wrestle actually like wrestling that happened was probably like your first exchange of moves and tests of strength, and then somebody picked up tubes and we're off to the fucking races. Yeah, it's <laughs> it is not a new Japan build to a big spot. It oh, is no. a uh, it is it, you're right. It actually maybe it is maybe it is. It's you know they start with a couple graps. Uh, they they wrestle around a little bit, do a couple rolls, then somebody sees a sharp object and stabs the other guy in the head. Because uh, the light tubes, when they're hitting each other, you're not seeing a lot of cuts from the actual explosion of the light tube. That's coming from when they pick up the shattered remains of the light tube and hold it above their head and pound on the top like they're nailing it into their fucking forehead. Let's just take a moment just, to think about yeah, that. Just, you know, everybody like really looked like they were reflecting on what they saw last night. And they're like, yeah, I did see a man nail glass into another man 20 times, 30 times, 50 times And again, last we night. just let it happen. No, no, one, no one spoke up. We, in fact, we, we cheered. We cheered when it happened. I only cheered because I didn't want them to think that, like, I... <laughs> I did the same thing. Like, when, okay, I am genuinely afraid of Nick Gage. Which means he is either a wonderful actor or just the most authentic, like scary man I've yeah. ever seen. I don't have an answer for you um, because everything I've seen, like Nick Gage may be one of the last true kayfabe never dies no matter where you are wrestlers. Um, I, I think he's just unpleasant all the time. I think flowers die when he walks on them. <laughs> <laughs> What do you think? What kind of deodorant does he use? None. Uh, sea salt and rocks that he uses <laughs> <in> the river. <laughs> like, I want to know, like, I got to know a lot about him. Like, I would love to do a podcast with Nick Gage. And, uh, you would love to? Well, between glass. <laughs> <laughs> While he's back in yeah, prison. <laughs> yeah. like you're, I mean, unfortunately, it's the only podcast we're going to do that sounds like somebody's through Skype oh, because we are talking time. through a prison phone. <laughs> um, fuck. Like, when he came out, though, I was... Oh, I was cheering Nick fucking Gage because he was standing in front of me. And you know what? I'm with him. I'm not going against him on this. The exit's too far away. I have nowhere to go. There's a wall behind me. At one point during this fucking show. This is an important story. This is, okay, there was a... They had... Uh, I'm trying to remember. Like it's, I don't it, was, it was the Joey Janela match, I think. Okay. They had taped light tubes to the ring ropes. And... As the match started, I was actually filming the beginning of the match, much against the like the the warnings at the beginning of the show not to record with your phone and get because distracted. Once again, we went to this so you don't have to. Yeah, we're trying to give you the front row experience without all the glass in your mouth. So take that, Meltzer. <laughs> yeah, that's what I did. I leaned over and was like, "We're going to the places Uncle Dave won't." <laughs> and Uncle Dave's like, "That's fine." So it, from my perspective, there's this point in the show where right, like you know, four or five feet in front of us. There's just, you know, there's light tubes being destroyed like every three seconds. Boom, boom, boom. And then somebody grabs a pile of them and they're right next to us on the ring apron. And it looks like they're about to do a spot where something happens and they're going to spill out right into our laps. 
not only the bodies of the wrestlers, but the the fucking light a pile tube. of glass. Right. <laughs> and this is just a nightmare scenario. <laughs> Garrett's sitting to my left. As soon as it looks like that's about to happen, he stands up and makes a movement like he's about to run. My legs were in the <laughs> running position. Like. I reached out with both hands, grabbed his hips, and pulled him back because I wasn't going to be the only one who got hurt. I don't know why your reaction wasn't follow me. Like, why was your reaction, we're sitting here, man, we're taking it? No, we bought the ticket, we take the ride. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what that says about my psyche at the time. It's like, you're going down with me. You're like, we're not not getting on the airplane because you're afraid of heights. We bought this ticket. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck. Dave, I will say, you didn't budge. Like, you were in for the long haul. Oh, like, the the second that uh, Corn Man let us know that it's <laughs> certain. That's <laughs> the only way I can describe him. Um, overzealous sweeper, perhaps. Uh, once he let us know that we were going to be hit with glass, like, this is the path I chose. So we're going to sit right here and just let it happen. Um, but yeah, during that Joey Janela match, when it's it's raining ballasts and glass upon us, there were some questions about the choices that I've made in my life that have led me to this point. <laughs> that match was for sure the worst match. No, I don't mean like worst quality wise. I mean, worst for, for us. us. It yes. felt like we were getting hammered because on that side. These two just had basically two piles of light tubes next to each of them. Uh, it was Joey Janela and Cyclope. Um, yeah. For- oh, man. And they were in a constant state of swinging those and just exploding in every direction. And I think like. You described it best. It felt like you were walking outside while it was hailing. Yeah. I I remember turning my face away from the action for a good 20 seconds and just, oh, oh. By the end of that match, it looked like your fucking ears had been doing cocaine. Like they were just white with powder. I'm going to be dumber for all the mercury that seeped into my brain through my ears. I'm going to be dumber from a series of bad life choices, (laughs) but this is just another one on the pile, man. Um, well, I don't know, but as far as like saying, okay, because Joey Janela's there. Joey Janela has participated in PWG. You've seen him in promotions around the country. Good wrestler. Yes. Like a, like a, an actual, like good professional wrestler. He can. He doesn't have to do this. And actually, what was his tweet last night? What was the, the. He said something to the, something to the effect of, you know, I'm a guy who could go out there and dance and the crowd would cheer for me, but. I go all the way. Yeah, he said something about, like, there's a lot of different flavors of wrestling right. ice cream, and I taste like all of them or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> that was a way better way of putting what I was trying to say. Like, and I will say, like, Joey Janela and Cyclope's match was probably one of the better death matches I've ever seen because it wasn't just, like, nonstop spot fest. Yes, you had some ridiculously brutal things happening, but they were trying to tell a story of besting each other's. And the, the flaming V-trigger... That Cyclope put on Joey Janela was one of the coolest goddamn things I've ever seen in my life. For for our listeners who uh, don't watch New Japan and know what the V Trigger is, uh, describe what a flaming V Trigger is. Okay, so the uh, the V Trigger first off is a move by Kenny Omega. You might know it from Seth Rollins. It's called the Revolution Knee, um, where you know just straight high knee to the face. So in this match, uh, Cyclope's got his uh, tag buddy. Miedo Extremo, who you may remember from earlier, he's out there, and right at a uh, penultimate moment of the match, he douses Cyclope's knee pad with lighter fluid and lights it on fire. It was awesome having the scent of 
lighter fluid fill that like that i was gonna call it an arena but that would be way too much yes um filling that death room with the <laughs> scent of fire and camp i don't know that was that was a fucking spot we we all took uh took guesses on when we went in like i said there's no way this place isn't gonna smell bad yeah and it didn't it didn't like it, but once he set his knee on fire, it smelled exactly like what I thought it might. Oh, just sulfur and sadness. <laughs> um, so Cyclope lights his knee on fire and then proceeds to extinguish it upon Joey Janela's bleeding face. This match was easily like I don't know if I want to say easily, but it because the main event was a fuck fuck show. Like it was, oh. I don't even like this match though had the gnarliest shit I've ever seen. They had a. A board, like a piece of plywood on the ground, and uh, just covered in razor blades. I mean, would you say 20 razor blades? Yeah, 20 razor blades sunk into a piece of styrofoam so they'd stay there and not, you know, rattle about and cause undue damage, I guess. Oh, my God. And I, he, this dude, uh, Cyclope? Cyclope. Took a back bump onto this, and you're like, oh, he didn't, like, roll around much. Like, what is, like, landing on 20 razor blades going to do to your back? Oh, it creates 20 deep gashes that let you see inside Cyclope. I saw his soul through 20 small holes. Yep. Just black as night with fat tissue around it. And, <laughs> and oh, then, okay, at one point during this match, Cyclope begins to take off Joey Janela's shoes. Keep in mind, I mean, I don't know how many light tubes get broken in an average match for this, but it is fucking gnarly. The the ring is a powdery crystalline substance. Think like a underneath that one window in Home Alone when Marv tries to get in there <laughs> his shoes. That's the experience of this ring right now. I think what's what's great about the light tube thing that you just brought up is that it never felt like even after they finished the match and they swept the ring, you know they didn't get everything. And if I had broke a light tube here in my in my apartment and told you to roll around on the ground naked, you would say no. There were probably... Don't put words in my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then you would see them try to get most of it out of the ring, and then when a match would start, before they even broke out light tubes in that match, you would see guys get cut up from the light tubes in the previous match that had been mostly swept up, but not all. Put it this way. This morning, I put on my hoodie that I had on at this show last night, and as I slid my arms into the sleeves, I screamed <laughs> as I felt tiny shards of light tube cut my skin. <laughs> and that will be the story for the next year. Yeah, that hoodie's yeah. done. Um, uh, okay, but like you were saying, Marv, Home Alone, yes. another way you can put it, uh, if you want to turn him into the hero of this match, full John McClane. Like, you know, John McClane walking around on that broken glass, Joey Janela is now barefoot in this ring, thumbtacks everywhere. He goes to do, I assume, like a coup de gras. Yes. Onto Cyclope. Cyclope moves. Joey Janela, barefoot, double stomp into the tacks. Feet just, just silver, like he's got on, uh, like uh, you know, some weird sandals. <laughs> I mean, I just remember like the moment the tacks come out after everything we've seen. There was this kind of weird, huh? Like now's the time to do the tack spot. What? Like you just, you just broke like forty light tubes over each other's faces. It, it yeah. It, the second the tacks came out, I was kind of like, who gives a shit? Like, because <laughs> okay, just to say, like we've talked a lot about light tubes. Let's get into some of the other uh, violence objects we saw. 
We saw, okay, bamboo uh, spikes. It would be like a skewer. A kebab. Like a kebab stick. Uh, Just tons of them sticking out of a board. People taking fucking back bumps onto essentially knives. Like, you know, just spikes. Yeah. Um, So I think we're kind of moving to the uh, G-Raver versus uh, Scotty Vortex match then if we're talking about skewers and other awful things. So remember we mentioned Gigi Allen? G-Raver is Gigi Allen. Yeah. Oh, reincarnated. Like, this guy is every shit-covered nightmare I've ever had about Gigi Allen. Um, he, he comes out, and he's wearing the skull of probably one of his deceased enemies. He just... <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty fucking metal. Flawless it's pretty... Oh, it's, it's super impressive. Um, he's a, he's a scary-looking man. Scotty Vortex is not a scary-looking man. He just... Looks like a normal ass wrestler. Yeah, like was... this guy, his back wasn't even scarred. It looked like he didn't know what he was getting into. Yeah. I was just like, it was a beautiful blank canvas for us to just paint on, just to paint just blood and sweat and other guys' blood, you know. And Leonardo da G Raver took advantage. <laughs> um, so right, right before the match begins, we do notice that they're they're wearing a uh, tack greaves. On their kick pads, so I guess this was like a gimmick sort of thing. Um, match begins, and then at some point, I don't know if you guys saw it, but uh, apparently uh, Scotty Vortex breaks his fucking arm, like, compound fracture style. Bone okay. out. So the whole match, like, they had everybody has wrist tape on, because obviously you don't want to get your wrist cut by all this shit. And we see him, like, really holding that wrist. And, like, he's really talking to the ref, and uh, Gigi Allen over in the corner doesn't give a shit. And, like, clearly, like, I thought he just cut himself. Yeah, we find out fucking <laughs> just compound fracture, just poking out of there, little bone. That is fucking tough. Yeah, because he, he wrestled for, like, another five minutes. No one threw happens. up the X on that one. They, yeah. they, uh... That, that gesture does not exist at this show. Okay, speaking... Okay, we were talking about this earlier. Rules. Uh, what makes it pro wrestling? Is it... Were there rules established? We were talking about, like... Does ring psychology exist in this? Like, let's... I don't think it's possible for ring psychology to exist in this point. Because, I mean, like, one of your opening moves is a snapdragon suplex into a pile of light tubes. (laughs) It's tough to build, like, a, oh, this is the move that's finally going to put him away now, and that's that's the opener. Well, it's like, okay, in a WWE match, five minutes in, they're going to set up a table on the outside of the ring. You're going to forget about that table, and 20 minutes later, we're going to get back to it. Right. Uh, the most ring psychology you're going to get with that is they sat down a razor blade board. One guy gets thrown into it, kind of does like a whoa, 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 doesn't get slammed into it, then immediately gets slammed into it. Like the ring psychology is, oh, he didn't. Nope. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> but rules do exist because during the main event, uh, Nick Gage did get his foot on the rope. Yeah, there's a, a rope break. I. That was so odd to me. Yeah, it was to me too, and I noted it. I was just like, uh, like, when did rules start applying? Like, the you asked me, you said, does the ring even matter? And I said, well, you had to pin in it, I think, but only because it was there. Was there anything that happened there that they could not have done with other? Could they have? Well, it would have been harder for all of us to see. It elevated. (laughs) (laughs) It was. It was more of a stage than it was a ring. That's. I guess that's to my point. Like, I, I mean. I'm, I'll grant you that it's some form of pro wrestling. I'm just going to say that the rules of pro wrestling didn't matter. There really wasn't any psychology. And they could have they performed that show without a ring. You might say, well, what about the spots on the turnbuckle, right? 
They could have done those off of a ladder. There could have been a pit, and they could have done all the same <laughs> shit. Like they go to a fucking sarlacc pit, and they're just. Like, <laughs> I think our cool. I think our experience would have actually been greatly in like uh, elevated. Is that the word I want to look for? If it was like a dog fighting pit, and we're all, like looking down <laughs> into it. That's what it was basically like. It was it was gladiators destroying well, each other. Instead of with swords and shields, except there was a riot shield, riot police shield covered in light tubes. And old blood. Yeah. And well, like what blood. you just said, like where you're like, these are gladiators. That's what Kelsey Grammer said at the beginning of WrestleMania 33. He goes, these modern day gladiators <laughs> in a modern day coliseum. <laughs> uh, this coliseum was in the back of a, a flea market and uh, the gladiators <laughs> were so, getting paid $15. So it's like the, the shitty... Uh, African Coliseum at the beginning of the movie Gladiator. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you actually the actual Coliseum is like way cleaner. At one point, Nick Gage looks over at me and I just give him the thumbs down. And he, he cuts off the guy's head. Because, <laughs> yeah, you know what? We're all kings. We're all kings when we go to pro wrestling, except Joaquin Phoenix didn't get glass in his eyes. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I mean, okay. Obviously, like, it isn't nowhere near traditional pro wrestling. It does have its audience. That thing was fucking sold Oh, for sure. Like, people came from all over. uh, Right before the show. uh, Denver? Yeah. Denver. (laughs) There's uh, there's a divorce guy from Denver. Um, Having the time of his life inside. We we were talking when we were leaving for the party bus that there there were people who came from New Jersey, from Florida for this show. Like, GCW Heart, like, diehard fans. Um, guys wearing like CZW faction shirts were there who, who actually made the trip. Um, like that, even dedicated fans here. Like there was a guy that we were standing in line behind who bought all in with like the West one who brought his kids, like bought all in about making weapons, like showed us pictures of his sad looking 11 year olds holding these weapons, uh, which was, should have been indicative of the experience we were going to have later when that divorce comes through and there's a child custody battle i bet you those pictures come into play in the courtroom well here's what he was doing when he should have been at johnny's baseball game (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and actually here is johnny in the same video of a man with his knees on fire hitting another man in the face speaking of speaking of children uh, at this event they had wiffle ball bats that had <laughs> bottle caps and thumbtacks glued to them. Um, and I thought those were the cutest weapons there. The most horrific weapon, which we did see on Facebook, we discussed it, and I sought out the man who created this violence machine. It was it was a bunch of the uh, bamboo skewers and then five pizza cutters in the middle of it. And he got somebody... He claimed that the guy agreed to take a bump on it, which... Yeah, he said Marcus Crane, who was in the uh, main event with Nick Gage, was gonna do it. Which, and they had it in the ring. It w- Oh, for the main event, uh, the the death merchants, as you call them, the roadies, the PAs, whatever, they got a little overzealous with putting shit out, and they filled the ring with so many weapons that there wasn't even anywhere to enter it, and somebody came out and was like, what the fuck are you doing? There was literally... A bed of nails. We did see the line with the bed of nails. Apparently a fan just threw that up there. Like, okay, this is not just a bed of nails, everybody. This is a bed of fucking railroad spikes. I was going to yeah. say railroad. <laughs> nails yeah. is. That and, uh, is... Somebody comes by and like, yeah, we got an 86, the railroad spikes. That's, no. uh, that's like, not... we, we saw the line. The decency was there. <laughs> <laughs> and the, Okay. And just to let you know, no security. Somebody got in holding that. Yeah, somebody carried a bed of railroad spikes in. Here's what I was thinking, and this is this is diving into a whole other level of this. They really don't go 
clearly to the levels to check what fans bring in to be used as weapons. How do you know that those fans aren't poisoning? Like the, the tips Ooh. of the objects are like anybody can do anything to that shit. They can put like secret weapons on the weapon that you don't this know is an are. honorable place man like you know no. you don't <laughs> no no okay well from the sound of your voice right don't now. even try to put me into a corner where like, <laughs> you, you act like you don't feel the same way nobody puts nick gage in a corner <laughs> and if they do he will fuck his way i do out agree it. with you dave it was interesting to see them have like the line of like that's too much yes like like oh okay that's where the line is here was not well established until the main event. But, but I, I do think that's an, also an interesting point that you bring up. Like when we're talking about the, uh, this pizza cutter monstrosity is like, that's an awful lot of trust to put in people who are designing sadistic elements yeah. of torture for fun. Like, oh, and I mean, I approached this man in the parking lot and I was like, hey, I saw that on Facebook and I needed to meet its creator. <laughs> and he's like, that's me. And uh, I was just like, what? You, you made this? And he's like, yeah, I was just bored and put this together. And yeah. if you need to see this fucking monstrosity of a machine, it's not, I keep calling it a machine. Like there's moving parts. <laughs> well, the, 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 the moving parts the are the fucking organs. Yeah. I guess the pizza <laughs> the cutters, pizza, spin. pizza cutters spin, but uh, it's on our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that shit. Find that picture. Cause this thing, admire it. It is. I mean, Jesus Christ. Uh, it didn't get used and I'm not mad about it. No, that, that's totally fine. When we um, saw like broken CDRs, that yeah. was that was my favorite weapon. I thought that was creative as fuck. Didn't get used either. I no, think that no. got taken away because that that's fucked up too. Uh, the uh, the tat covered coffee machine was kind of adorable. That was fun. Like I like when that was creative. See, that's an arts and crafts project that I'd love to see on Etsy. Like violence up normal items. <laughs> Just be like, well, our old coffee machine went kaput. I got a new use for it. See, that's something Baron Corbin would have in his house. Is that thumbtack covered coffee yeah, machine next to the guy. reindeer teeth? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. Like, I'm happy I went because I want to be able to go to all, like, any kind of wrestling, experience it at least once. Uh, that being said, we all experienced this for the first time last night. Dave, would you return? Like, do you see yourself, like, maybe not like if it was tomorrow? Because obviously, like, my therapist is going to hear about this for a minute. But, like, two years down the line, somebody invites you to GCW right there. Uh, two years from now, it's going to have to be a game time decision. But I'll say, yeah, maybe. Um, but I will say, like, definitely after this experience, like, I was always very gung-ho about making the trip for, like, CCW's tournament death. GCW does a tournament of survival to compete with now. Like, go, like, get the full deathmatch tournament experience. I don't think that's in the cards now. I don't think that's necessary. Like, it scratched that itch a little bit. Like, you got it. You got like, it. I, I've seen it live. I've seen what it is. I've actually got to smell uh, blood and mercury mixed together, which will haunt me for the rest of my Oh, no days. ventilation. That oh, smell. <laughs> it was musty in there. Um, maybe maybe if GCW comes back to Chicago in two to ten years. Yes. Two to ten. <laughs> well, they, I mean, Nick, uh, or Nate Webb did say that was the ten years. Like, he said it had been ten years since he had wrestled in Chicago. Well, I think we have to put this uh, this horrible monster back to sleep. Because, uh, like like in Derry, Maine, I think we're fine now. <laughs> like Derry, Maine, like the Bullet Club, we are fine. Um, I. It's hard for me to say. Like I, I would like to tell you that next year in Jersey for Mania Weekend, because I mean they're obviously going to do another Joey Janela's, like which is GCW. Um, but it, G, Joey Janela's was like a much more 
fun-spirited show. Like, you know, Nick Gage had a match in it with Pentagon, but it wasn't a blood-covered match. It was just a lot of steel chair shots and, you know, like some table spots and like some some scary shit, but nothing that out of a horror movie. Uh, if they decided to put on like a huge death match WrestleMania weekend, like we're hometown, this is the big thing we got to like, we got to really show them who we are. That would fuck me up. Like if this was just a regular show and they're trying to do their version of a WrestleMania, truly don't know if I could handle it. We brought this up last night when we were uh, driving home. I, I asked you, because we're uh, for people who are listening, we're actually attending a Ring of Honor show here in just a few hours. I think we brought that up earlier. Um, are you going to be able to enjoy that form of wrestling the same way less than 24 hours later um, after what you saw last night? I think I'm going to enjoy it because, like, it's a completely different thing. Like, going to Ring of Honor in New Japan is like going to the ballet. Yeah. And this was like going to... Uh... A cockfight. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how to compare it to dancing. Like, I'm trying to think, like, what... <laughs> this was like going into... Uh, fuck. This felt more like the time me and Metal Dave went to a Cannibal Corpse concert and there were skinheads everywhere. Yeah. Uh, except, you know, with the skinheads there, at least there was like security and you could get away from them here. You're just, you're locked in this room with a bunch of insane people with glass. The, the I will have to say the crowd much more normal than I anticipated. Yeah. That surprised me too. Ooh, yeah. Like, I mean, even <laughs> whatever that means, you know, whatever normal <laughs> means for a wrestling show, like we were all there. So obviously we're all mentally disturbed, but like looking at everybody, I feel like we all had a look on our face, like. We're people. We could go to a coffee shop after this. I've, eat, I've eaten a scone before. Like, every, everybody there looked like they know what a scone is. Yes. And there, there weren't any, like, really weird chants. It was a like, standard wrestling crowd fair. Like, we clapped the appropriate time. Um, Holy shit. You made me realize, like, every time I go to a wrestling show, there's always a dickhead, like, screaming, like, kiss him. Or, like, something about... No one screamed shit at these guys no it was like this is this was a very respectful crowd yeah we know why too (laughs) (laughs) so always respectful to the man with a knife (laughs) so you asked dave and you were kind of alluding to it a minute ago would you go back like i said i would fuck more importantly to the people listening to this show would you recommend somebody going to one of these i mean if this is your cup of tea like if you're a fan of CZW and you get like you really get what you like out of it, GCW does it fucking well. Like if this were something I enjoyed, <laughs> like I don't it's hard for me to say I didn't enjoy it because we got a lot of laughs out of it. I was fucking horrified. Like I, when I watch a horror movie, I'm not afraid anymore. When I watched this, I was truly afraid for them. I was afraid for myself. I was, uh, you know. So if I'm, I guess what I'm asking is, if if GCW was doing a show in Denver and you were trying to get a divorce, <laughs> would would you fly out there? Would you go to a GCW show by yourself and and enjoy that without having friends there? If you couldn't tell anybody about, would it? would I go alone? Would you go alone and if, and and you couldn't share the story? Well. That, you know that to me is bu- put, putting you in a corner for whether or not you're having fun. If you can't talk about it with anybody else and you're there by yourself. See, I do go to a lot of wrestling shows alone and I always talk to people around me and this wasn't any different. Like the people that were there, a lot of people were wrestling fans who saw a poster for a wrestling show and went to go see it. Cause also Joey Janela is becoming a name. Uh, a lot of people are hearing about Joey Janela's spring break. I enjoyed everybody I talked to. I had fun in the line, like chatting, shooting, like any wrestling's fun to talk about. 
Um, I think like if you if you have, if you're faint of heart on this, do not attend. It's fucked up. You're gonna get blood. You could get a disease. I don't know. Uh, it's hard for me to say like go to this. It's if you're squeamish. If you're squeamish, you. yeah. Like I'm actually surprised I made it to the end. You tried to run. I tried to run. You didn't let me. I don't know. I. It's hard for me to fully endorse this, because uh, you know if I want to run for office someday, this could uh, this could come and haunt me. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of you trying to run for office after having this podcast. What about? I mean, I know your answer is like you're not going to this alone. Uh, here's what uh, this is. This is the answer I'll give you. If I wanted to pull a prank on somebody or scare the shit out of somebody from hanging out with me ever again, this is something I would take them to. Oh, you could, because t- it's far enough outside of Chicago. They're not getting an Uber 40 minutes back to the city. Like, you're like, you can go wait out in the parking lot with the, where they, you sell meth, uh, or you can sit inside with me and watch these guys kill each other. It's a one-time thing. I don't, I, like you said, you worded it like, it's something off the bucket list. I don't know if it was on a bucket list, no. but it's checked off a list of things I can, I've seen. It. It's an yeah. experience that I've had. If I never see it again, I'm not going to be heartbroken because it's not my favorite flavor of wrestling ice cream. Yeah. A lot of toppings. <laughs> a lot of <laughs> toppings. <laughs> I don't know. Where, how, uh, where are we at with this? We good? Thanks, um, Dave. You're welcome. I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad we went. Um, I'm glad you guys got to experience that with me. I don't think we need to talk about the 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 murder. There was a murder. We don't need to talk about it. I did. I want to make right a point. quick. Just yeah, <laughs> bring up the murder because okay. I know like uh, we, you know we could get arrested for being accomplices and not helping, but this man was scary. So you guys remember that Schlack guy that I mentioned earlier? Uh, Google him if you want a treat. Uh, it is a lifetime of poor decisions that has led this man to this point. He's enormous and covered in tattoos. Like, and, looks like a pro wrestler. Yeah, like he's very much pro wrestler. So he's wrestling this guy named Eric Edwards. And the match ends with Schlack uh, putting him in the camel clutch and pulling two plastic bags out of his shorts, which he then proceeds to wrap around Eric Edwards' face as the bags fill with blood <laughs> and murder him. And we cheered for it. Everyone cheered. Did I, or was I, I did not cheer. I just want to go on record in case I run for office. I did not cheer for a guy getting suffocated to death in a bag full of blood and watching somebody have to pick up that bag. And they really like the ring crew. It was really a two finger pickup. Like (laughs) they wanted as little of skin touching that bag as possible as it led to the trash can. Oh Oh, man. I don't know. Uh, well, thanks for joining us, Dave. Uh, I don't know. You want to stick around and talk not this kind of wrestling? Yeah, let's go ahead and uh, transition topics at this okay. point. We've gone we'll to a grim guys. place. So thanks, uh, thanks, Metal Dave, for hanging out with us. Uh, check us out on all their social media shit. Predetermined Podcast on Instagram. Wrestle Hangout on Twitter. Wrestle Hangout on Facebook. Rate, review, subscribe. Uh, let us know how much you're mad at us about Necro Butcher. <laughs> I mean, if this is your flavor of ice cream and you're mad about the way we talked about it, I apologize. You can shit on my ballets all you want. Uh, But yeah, thanks everybody for listening. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll see you next week. Peace. Dave, you want to do the honors this week? I think it's time to hit the goddamn music.